Hello and welcome to the Full Time Show, Sports Stars Indian Football Podcast. Today we'll be discussing topic something which is going off the pitch. You might be wondering, like you know, what's in a name? Uh, turns out there's a lot. A lot of people are invested in it. In recent weeks, you would have seen the uh, hashtag remove ATK trending on Twitter on social media, and uh, a lot of fans like you know taking to the streets to protest the merger between ATK and Mohan Bagan. We have with us. the hindu uh, football correspondent amitabh das sharma and my uh, sports star colleague sham vasudevan with me and this is ashin prasad welcome guys hello hey ashin thank Hi. you <laughs> so uh, it's a bit of a sensitive topic which we have all come to understand since atk and mohan bagan's merger in the last one year and their introduction to the isl <laughs> so to set a basic premise of what has happened in recent weeks is the the third kit of atk which i frankly i really like it the black one but uh, there's been a lack of promotion to the kit which has been used in the games against chennai and against fc goa which are which is the colors of atk from last season has been used as the third kit for atk mohan bagan the season and that's something which the fans have not taken to lightly as a lot of chatter going on about it and as i mentioned earlier like you know people have taken to the streets to express their disappointment over it uh, amitabh sir i think like you'll be best placed to uh, discuss this topic and the controversy you've been covering a lot of kolkata football over the last 15 years controversy is something which is not new to uh, teams like east bengal and mohan bagan yeah so, and because it is a part of isl now and there is a lot of uh, uh, social media uh, focus on it so the controversy is also quite hyped up that way because uh, i remember uh, is bengal and mohan bagan both even mohan sporting when it was uh, during its uh, time when he was doing well in calcutta football league were drawing a lot of controversies because of something or other in the sense that um, there were fans who didn't like something uh, about the coach uh, the way the coaches coach and you know that uh, east bengal and monwan both have this um, history of like sacking coaches at, at uh, like slightest hint of the team is not performing well it's not bringing enough trophies um, mm-hmm. in the closet so these 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 were the factors where fans always express their opinion and were um, they to say something about the club obviously fans have the say because it is their club they yeah. they always are they are passionate about the emblem of the colors yeah. uh, of the club or the flag so that is how it works out for a team which has a fan base and a passionate fan base the relationship between east bengal and mohan mohan is born more more out of a like conflict so this conflict part is very uh, intrinsic to uh, these two teams and okay. now mohan bagan fans are obviously not happy with um, with atk being a part of the emblem now logo now Yeah. So they have every reason to feel dissatisfied. But again, this is not this is not a member-run club. Like most of the clubs around the world, is it mm. uh, it has a separate owner. Yeah. Like you have uh, King Power for uh, yeah, Leicester City. Yeah. Now it is upon the owner to decide on how to um, run the club. They do it. And when the team when this merger happened, so it was sorted out between the two things: the owner, owner or the consortium of owners, and the club. 
so they decided to make it um, uh, ATK Mohan Bagan uh, FC. So ATK was kept retained, although the ATK logo was done done away with, but the Mohan Bagan logo was accepted because of its uh, tradition, of its traditional value, of its uh, the long history that the club has. So they respected that and they went ahead with that. But again, it is there. Like we we were uh, writing McDowell Mohan Bagan for a long time, yeah, for over a decade. Same was with Kingfisher East Bengal. So yeah. If, if if you take uh, if you look at uh, look at this aspect in that manner, then it is quite fine. But mm-hmm. again, fans have all the right to uh, be displeased with some, something. But sir, uh, there it's a sponsor, right, McDowell. But here it's a name of another football club which is placed in front of. As far as I know, it was also. A, do you think the fans have more reason to be aggrieved about the situation here? Maybe because the the share of the company is spare uh, share of the owner or the com- sponsor or the company that is funding it has gone up. Maybe the, the, previously it was like something like forty nine percent and fifty one percent and something like that where, where the United Spirits or United Breweries were in, uh, involved. So okay. they are obviously pulling in the money, and they and they, at that time also it was a company. The football team was a separate entity, separate company. Registered uh, in in I League with I League and the National Football League. It's nothing new, but again, uh, uh, people uh, fans also reserve the right to say something which they feel is not right. Like they 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 definitely have to have their opinion about uh, this merger. So they may feel that you know, okay, ATK or the group, the consortium that that was owning that owned ATK previously <clears throat> doesn't have the right to have their name linked to Mohan Bagan. So that is yeah. their opinion, of course. But yeah. in reality, ATK, the, the consortium that owns uh, ATK is now uh, owning Mohan Bagan and, and the, both the clubs have merged. So when the both the clubs have merged, it means that the previous club will also retain something of it in uh, the new merger. Okay. I'd like to read out the uh, IFA letter which the fans keep referring to, which is that Mohan Bagan wishes to change its IFA affiliation to ATK Mohan Bagan Private Limited and the Kolkata Games Sports uh, Private Limited, also known as the ATK Club, decides to get disaffiliated from IFA as it has merged with Mohan Bagan. So, ATK as a football club is no more. Its group has merged with Mohan Bagan to form ATK Mohan Bagan Private Limited yeah. and has registered to play for the ISL, right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely right. So, yeah. this is where it, it, is, it is becoming clear that Mohan Bagan is adopting ATK. Or rather, Mohan Bagan is getting appended to ATK, and ATK as a sole entity is does not exist anymore. Okay, Sham. So you are not from Calcutta, right? Like, so you have done Chennai for most part, like, and you have covered football. Mm-hmm. So as a as a fan, like, while while you are watching this unfold, and you have also like seen as a journalist in the last few months, like how the fans have voiced their displeasure over some of these promotion done to mm-hmm. not ATK. Mm-hmm. What what right. make of make of the situation? To start off, I mean, like Amitabha sir said, it's it, conflict has been intrinsic with the Kolkata clubs because of the kind of stature they hold and the kind of legacy they hold in Indian football and in Asian football. But you know, the day we, we read about how ATK had merged with uh, Mohan Bagan, I think this was in July. It came into effect in July 2020. It was uh, the merger of a two-time ISL champion, three-time ISL champion. Sorry. You know, a club that had just won the ISL and Mohan Bagan, which just won the I League. So it was two clubs which had won essentially two of India's only massive football tournaments coming together. And 
at that point it seemed like a bit of like a match made in heaven because yeah. mohan bagan was getting you know their ticket into the isl which they so desired and atk which struggled to create a fan base in kolkata because you know it couldn't compete with the likes of mohan bagan and sc east bengal they struggled to create a fan base but now they were inheriting a legacy which which is you know which is generations and centuries old and so they were inheriting something that is intangible which is an absolute you know an asset to them so yeah. when, when the merger happened i think all of us were um, more or less um, surprised in one sense the fact that you know mohan bagan is willing to um, let go of its original identity to merge with atk but what unfolded since has been something that i don't think many of us would have um, particularly uh, predicted if i may put it that way because from the first i think advertisement that was rolled out which you know showed yeah. the mohan bagan jersey and atk jersey being tossed into a washing machine mm-hmm. and the atk mohan bagan jersey being you know uh, formed i think that was the beginning of that was the beginning of the downfall if i may put it that way yeah so much uproar on social media i mean we all saw how much how, how, i think even we got tagged in a lot of comments right because yeah. so much of um, coverage like even we were tagged saying this is not right this is not right because it was just something that the fans could could not digest like how yeah. could something something so um, special and dear to them you know be uh, depicted in such a manner so that forced the advertisers and the uh, league officials to actually redo the advertisement that was the beginning and then we saw how um, atk mohan bagan the new club how their yeah. training jerseys before the league began featured the insignia of um, three stars things said it had three stars and champions of 1920 written on that then that was the next controversy that broke out and then you know they had them actually take off that and then we had the mohan bagan club athletic athletic club secretary get involved and say you know we'll speak to the atk uh, owners we'll speak to them and you know ensure that this is figured out which is rpsg owners sorry rpsg officials and figure this out and ensure that you know um, this doesn't yeah. continue so there's been discord from you know in this juncture in in this merger there's been discord even before the league began like well before the league began we had we had enough controversies but the fact that we knew that there was going to be some sort of trouble now like it doesn't look like it's going to be smooth sailing despite you know the best of efforts being made but once the league has begun i think it's only the controversies have only been increasing i mean week after week we hear one thing after the other first was the surprise element where they fielded um, atk's last year's um, away jersey the black all, yeah. overall black jersey black and gray jersey which was used as a third kit this year which was you know which didn't have any um, have any element of mohan bagan in it because the other two jerseys have an element of mohan bagan but this didn't have any element so that was a massive uproar that led, led to massive uproar second thing was you know most clubs players and coaches refer to atk mohan bagan as atk which was again something that you know didn't go down well with the fans yeah. because i mean so, Shams, so that, that, that's why like i i also want to like pick you up on here when you are looking at atk mohan bagan do you see atk or do you see it mohan bagan in there except for the colors i i feel like there's a lot of familiarity of atk with the club where like you you can't like help but just like keep referring to them as atk does it make sense undoubtedly yeah. yeah undoubtedly because the core of the team rather 80 90% of the team is what played the isl last year 90% of the team including the coach and the main players the key strikers the one who you know the, the players who won them the league they're all still from atk technically none of them played for mohan bagan in the i league last year so that obviously gives you the impression that this is essentially just the same atk team as last year and which is precisely why i think given before the when the league was about to start the indian super league website also had stats that showed atk mohan bagan as a defending champion yeah i mean there was a huge 
controversy then as well right when they had to forcibly update all of their stats and mm-hmm. ensure that it was a fresh start for ATK Mohan Bagan and all of that obviously points out to the fact that people still look at ATK Mohan Bagan as ATK because it is predominantly the same team that played in the ISL last year so i think it's very hard to really imbibe uh, or rather have people say ATK Mohan Bagan i mean it's a few extra characters yes but it's still hard because you don't see a difference as such from ATK Amitabh sir, we always say that like with news, like, you know, it's always like a cycle, right? It tends to like die down. But do you think this is something uh, which will be the same way where like, you know, people will forget about it? Or do you think like fans, the uh, Mohan Bagan fans won't relent until they get what they want here? Depends a lot, depends on the success that teams bring in. And again, on Mohan Bagan, which has remained, uh, which, has, which is the, uh, which is the defending I-League champion also because they won that, uh, Title last year, last season. So, uh, bringing a trophy is everything for uh, the fans. You need to have success in terms of titles. So, these kind of controversies will keep on happening because as you progress along the tournament, uh, there will be something or other which may not be going uh, down well with the fans. With the fans. So, so this is something. The, obviously, the fans identify themselves with the colors of the team. So, yeah. if you are you, if you are using a jersey where you don't have the colors of the team, which has been there for the last 130 years, so that will definitely uh, anger some of the fans. That is true. Guys, speaking of which, fans will be happy if they go on to win the title. But I think there was a lot at stake for Mohan Bagan fans where the team could be fighting for the AFC Champions League spot. But that mm-hmm. seems to be a dream which might be like slipping away from them, right? Because their it's form in the last six, six points. Yeah, it's a difference of six points between mm-hmm. second place ATK Mohan Bagan and the top place Mumbai City FC. And Mohan Bagan yeah. in the last six matches, they have won twice, drawn twice and lost twice. Or do you think like Habas will feel more of the pressure too now from the Mohan Bagan fans? Undoubtedly so, because I think Coming into the league, the only team that retained almost 90% of its score, like I mentioned earlier, was ATK Monbagan. I mean, that rather managed to retain most players from last season for the new season with the new club. So, I mean, I think they were considered to be the most um, organized team to start off with. And even the names that they feature are, one of the, are among the best players we have seen in India so far. Like We've got India's best defenders, Andesh Chingan at the back. We've got Tiri, who's fantastic. You've got... Two of the you know, breakthrough players last year, Prabir Das and Sumit Rathi, yeah. who, been excellent, who were excellent last year. And then uh, in midfield, you've got the likes of Edu Garcia and Javier Hernandez. And up front, you have Roy Krishna, who, who scored 15 goals last year. And you have David Williams, who's his strike partner from Australia. And who've, who, both of them, I think, he, I think David Williams had eight goals last year. And both are actually phenomenal. I mean, they couldn't be a better team than this. And you yeah. have Habas, who's the only manager to have won the ISL twice. So there really wasn't much... Um, left to be desired in terms of team composition or squad strength. But I think where, why rather the pressure is mounted on Abbas now is because of the fact that it's, it's, it's the way how he forms his team and how he, um, how he, how he plays, how he takes his games, which is most, more or less, it's, it's about sitting back and waiting, you know, for the right chance to counter or to let go of the first half, see through the first half and second half, who pile on the pressure, get one goal in and then just sit back and enjoy, you know, yeah. hold on to that one goal. That's something that we have criticized in the past as well, and something that a lot of people have are actually, you know, getting slightly irked by at this point. 
initially it was very exciting to see how they had a high press but despite that they would hold on to the ball and still get the goals but still managed to hold on to 1-0 wins but then after a point it was it, it almost seemed like that was only thing they could do like there was no diversity yeah their goals were the goals stopped coming in defense was great i mean defense has been fantastic they've only lead i think six goals so far so 5 plus 2 seven goals right two recent which has been which is fantastic for seven goals i think that's one of the you know um, biggest plus points for them and the keeper the back as well has been great but again if you don't have i mean you know as a saying goes goals when you win your games if you don't have despite having the best attacking you know lineup if you can't get the goals and you're just content with 1-0 wins or with you know goalless draws that isn't that doesn't really all go well and that's essentially why they've you know drawn last uh, two games in the last six matches and now you know they are clearly slipping away in the race for the uh, afc champions league spot amitabha sir yeah. like you mentioned earlier right how the fans tend to like have a say in like you know how the uh, coaches uh, future at the club can pan out but here with with the, with the most of the majority of the uh, directors made up of atk do you think the fans can pressurize the board into like you know because i i've seen a lot of like messages on uh, social media about how they are not happy with the style of football even though they are winning sometimes it's just like they, the football is for most people it's about enjoyment a lot about scoring goals which they did a lot in abundance uh, last season in the i league but this year it's the complete opposite of that do you think like you know this is something which can go against habas habas if he doesn't go on to get the afc champions league spot this season yeah uh, asin actually uh, there is a feeling that has the team uh, peaked too early they were okay. they started really well they were winning a lot of matches and now suddenly they are caught, caught off guard so yes the last if you look at uh, the way northeast um, Uh, got past them yeah. uh, it, it was looking like they have read into their kind of game they they what kind of game they play what style they have they were bottling up um, roy krishna and that they were quite successful in uh, winning the match uh, maybe because uh, another factor is maybe there is there are too many injuries too like edu garcia is not playing now williams is also injured so the fitness problem is maybe bothering um, hawas because he is not able to keep that shape of the team uh, due to the absence of these players who on whom he depended very much when you see that there is lot of displeasure among the fans uh, one of the reasons why atk got merged with monmohan was the, was the fans because monmohan had the had one of the biggest fan base bases in the world in the sense the number of fans that they have so obviously the opinion of the fans if they don't like a particular brand of football the way the team is playing definitely uh, gets his, uh, gets that message across to the mm. people who are owning it so that is one point that al- will always be there that is the reason why um, the the, star, the number of stars that were that were over the lo- were part of the logo of the new entity uh, created so much of um, controversy because Mohan Bagan fans knew that that their their team had won five national titles, two national leagues and three national football league titles. So obviously, so that uh, that opinion counted. Uh, if the if, if the team does not win more matches or if it, if it is slipping down the league table, then mm-hmm. there will be more, much more furor over it. Sham, uh, I want to pick up on what Anthony Habas said in the post-match press conference about the fact that mm-hmm. ATK Mohan Bagan doesn't get 
enough penalties uh, mm. compared to the other teams in the league let's listen into what antony haba said in the post match press conference after the match against northeast united fc uh, we don't have any luck with the, with the referee in all season all season is happening something with him no i don't know Sometimes the, the, the decision to the referee is no, 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 it's good or not good, but because the opponent win 2-1, but, but the opponent win 2-1 because the first goal is not, is not, is not legal. No? But we need more respect for, for the referees because uh, only one penalty for us in all season. I don't understand. We need another team had the five, six, seven penalties uh, for scoring, no? and only ATK one. I don't understand. No? Do you think like he has a fair shout in saying that like his team is being hard done by here? So basically, he said that a couple of you know uh, an hour after uh, his side's uh, lost to Northeast United, where Subhashish Rai Chaudhary, um, the Northeast goalkeeper, did uh, foul Roy Krishan the box. He went to punch yeah. the ball, but ended up punching Roy instead, <laughs> and did got none of the ball. And it was a penalty. It was a clear penalty which wasn't given. So his you know he he kind of hinted at that in the post-match conference by saying that you know other clubs get multiple penalties, but um and he said atk i quote he said atk he said <laughs> yeah. atk has only got one so far so that was a, a bit of a, a um, rare instance where habas has actually criticized the referees he hasn't criticized yeah. the referees much i think as per uh, so far this season at least so he was clearly furious because of the fact that you know even the first goal that his side conceded was by his reading you know of a foul i think it was uh, yeah uh, luis mshado who had uh, checked shoulder checked Terry or rather foul Terry in the process before scoring the goal. So he was talking about frustration, but I don't think he has a fair shout in that sense because even like I said, they've got the best attacking lineup up front, but mm-hmm. they haven't really shown as much intent in the last three four games. Like they haven't really made as many moves as they did initially in the season. Where I think the first six to seven games, like Amitabh Sir said, they might have peaked too early. Like initially they were phenomenal. I remember us going gaga over how you know Manbir. Um, David yeah. David Williams and Roy Krishna were playing initially. It was absolutely you know a delight to watch. But now the attacks have dried up over the last few games. There aren't as many um, runs into the box, and in some sense it looks like fatigue is catching up. In some sense it looks like you know it's just probably I don't know um, the the you know the disadvantage of being in a bubble and the whole mental aspect of that. But it just looks like the team is you know at some point losing some steam and. I don't think his comment was entirely validated by the fact that you know his team hasn't really made as much effort. I would say in the uh, box to really say that then they haven't been he, given to him. You're suggesting that like he might have to like change his uh, approach if he wants to get more penalties going forward. I'd say yes. I'd say that teams have actually figured out how ATK Mohanbagan played this season. Like initially, they they did they were able to you know sneak past with, with one zero wins, yeah. but after that, I think you know after that Mumbai City game. they haven't really been able to like stamp their class they got 1201 in between but we saw how they were beaten by north east united they did nothing spectacular but yeah they beat atk mohanbagan at their own game <laughs> which was which which was which kind of tells you that you know it's it's it isn't rocket science anymore and if khalid jamil can figure out how to beat um uh, antonio habas it's a matter of time before the other coaches too as well so i think yeah unless there's a big change you know a kind of a shift in style of play Uh, this is my personal opinion unless it's a shift in style of play i don't think you know um atk can continue its dominant run in the in the isl at this season atk mohan bagan sorry okay. can continue its run in the isl this season i just want like uh, a one word opinion from you guys on do you think atk mohan bagan can finish in the top 4 uh, this season amitabh sir you first 
still seven more matches, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are still seven more matches, which is uh, like. Do you think? The, I mean, like, do you think this this with the style of football? Do you think like they can sustain uh, to finish in the top four? That's what I'm trying to ask. Um, maybe we need uh, maybe if the team uh, is does not uh, have problem with the fitness anymore, then I think they can because the kind of um, uh, performance that Abbas is looking for uh, from his players is. Uh, has not been that much existent in the last few matches. So, if they are able to get back into their rhythm, they can jolly well do that. That's my opinion. Because seven matches, you can a lot of things can happen. They, they are not playing um, to their potential. The kind of players that they have. Okay. Yeah. And Sham, what about you? I would say that, yes, they still have a decent shout. Top four, I think, looks very likely because you already have a four-point lead over third place FC Goa, and you know they're six points ahead of Hyderabad FC in fourth. So I think yes, Edinga Mohanbagan um, stands, you know, great chance, very strong chance to finish in the top four. But I mean, it's just you know I'm from a football from I don't know from a from probably a fan point of view, um, I'm just probably a tad disappointed that you know they aren't in contention for the AFC Champions League spot at the moment because Mumbai City have um, you know gone ahead with six. Points, but again, yeah. we can't rule anything out at this point because I just remembered that the last league game is against Mumbai City FC. So yeah. this so could go down to the wire. Yeah, and, and also the consistency with which uh, Mumbai City FC is playing that yeah. is also mm. quite remarkable. And I, I just but want to bring, bring a, another point on like how uh, Marcel Nuno has been loaned uh, to Aiding Mohan Bagan to, until the end of the season, and Brad yes. Edman has moved to Odisha. Uh, we all know that Marcelino is like a, kind of like a maverick player when it comes to things on the football field. Do you think he could be uh, someone who can like unlock a creative side to Eddie Mohan Bagan? Maybe because uh, uh, Williams is not giving that kind of partnership to uh, uh, Roy Krishna. Uh, Habas may be looking for someone who is a bit more sharp in the yeah. attacking yeah. third. But again, Marcelino yeah, hasn't, you know, had a lot of game time this season. Wasn't mm-hmm. preferred to Odisha FC this season, despite being, you know, one of Hyderabad FC standout players last year. I mean, we heard that he had injury, and then we also heard some rumors of some sort of a discord between him and the coach at Odisha FC. We're not exactly sure what as to what happened there, but you know, he didn't get as much game time. And we also heard Stuart Baxter talk about how you know Marcelino doesn't exactly fit into the scheme of things at Odisha. So I mean, you know, his his obviously his, his confidence and morale isn't at an all-time high right now. But, you know, if you can get a couple of games in at ATK Mount Bagan, and if he's able to combine well with Roy and probably Manveer up front, I don't know, he could yeah. maybe turn this around for them. And he could, yeah. we, we know how Marcelino scores goals. <laughs> probably yeah. get like three hat-tricks in and <laughs> take away the golden boot for all, you know. But yeah, yeah you never know how. If he gets game time, I think he can he definitely make a difference yeah. and probably speed up things for ATK Mount Bagan. But again, the problem with the ISL is that uh, most of the foreigners um, that we have, foreign players, mm-hmm. um, have some uh, have been carrying some bit of injuries. So that mm-hmm. tends to get aggravated as the season goes on. So mm-hmm. then most of the teams um, find problems with that. So those who are able to keep the players in the right uh, fitness level, they are doing well. All in all, it's a very uh, intriguing first season for ATK Mohan Bagan in the ISL. And there's and it's like only like halfway through through the season, so a lot to look forward to. I'm still just gonna put this out there that it can still go down to the wire, and I still believe that they you know they still have what it takes to um, 
like i don't know it's so unpredictable this league has been so unpredictable this season mumbai city have been consistent for sure but um atk mohan bagan are the second most consistent team i would say probably at yeah. this point seven, with seven if, wins yes correct if they could just keep it going and hope that mumbai city drop points at some point they just mm. might i don't know <laughs> take over the afc champions league spot as well they did they did yeah. against um, uh, uh, which team the last hyderabad. match they played hyderabad no not hyderabad yeah, hyderabad match before Hmm. Yeah, so they did draw, but again, Mohammad could not hmm. take that advantage of that. They lost two. Right. <laughs> yeah, if they just pick up the points when Mumbai City drop points, I know it's yeah. obvious, but you never know. For something tells me this is going to go down to the wire. <laughs> no, of course it can. Definitely. <laughs> I, I expect with Kolkata clubs, like you know, there's always like some kind of like intrigue, even if they are not performing well. And since they are already like at the top of the, almost near the top of the table, like you know, I expect things to go down to the wire. So, yeah. That is the advantage of having so many fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the big matches from the week, Sham undoubtedly it was the surprise result of North East United's win, two-one win over ATK uh, uh, Mohan Bagan, which we discussed briefly. Uh, yeah. Jamil, uh, we can say, is on the wheel at the at the with the Highlanders. Uh, what have we made of his? What What are the impressions of Jamil's impact at North East? I think Khaled Jamil's initiation as the interim head manager has been fantastic. He's got two wins in two matches, hundred percent record so far. So he got them, you know, past the seven-match winless streak. And I mean, credit to him, he's beaten two of last year's finalists in Owen Coyle and Antonio Habas. So some, he's doing something right for sure. And the team, I think, has been a lot more fluid. Has looked much, I don't know, a lot more energized, a lot more free under Khaled Jamil. Yeah, and I think the best parameter for that would be how Federico Gallego has really come, you know, has come good in the last two matches. So in, the, in two games, he's got three assists and a goal to his name, which I think you know makes one of the standout performers for the week for the week gone by. And I think he was particularly good in the two-one win over ATK Mohan Bagan, where he got an assist for Louis Machado's goal and he got the goal, uh, the winner um, when he struck that beauty from just outside the box, outside the box. So Northeast, I think yes, this could be signs of good things to come for them. I feel like you know Gerard Ness was like particularly unlucky uh, with the fact that like Alejo wasn't available for mm, uh, part, fit, of, yeah. part of his tenure because like when with him and the side like you know they are so much better like uh, I think he uh, when when after he came back from his injury uh, Northeast were creating a lot more chances but they weren't like taking those chances like yeah mm. his quality like he adds so much to this uh, Northeast side. One more thing which I noticed was like how Kalu um, Jamil has switched to a foreign centre back and an Indian centre back. Yes. Has partnered uh, Mashur Sharif, uh, the former Chennai City mm. player. So this has allowed him to play four foreigners in the midfield and in uh, attack, yeah. with Brown uh, yeah. also adding to the mix. So I think like that way he has found a balance uh, for him to like you know get the most out of this side. That is like. Foreigners like you know tend to get the best out of, uh, do tend to like perform better in uh, attacking roles in the ISL. Yeah, it almost seems like there's more hunger in some sense. It seems like you know there's more of a bit of a zeal to the team. It's, it's they're more you know um, quicker. Like I said, they're more fluid. And I don't know. It just seems like you know uh, Machado and Galeho are combining really really well. Yeah. And you know the, obviously we've seen the two of them a few times earlier this season and they started together. They look really solid together, and even you know, Kasa Kamara has been defensive a rock at the back and in midfield, very, very, very useful player. Same time, Dylan Fox has been very good, and Deshaun Brown has you know 
got his got, got his first goal when he played and he's been good i mean he he offers some good physical aerial presence up front which once again you know uh, conquers well for them given how galeho and machado can create chances out of out of nothing so i think yes northeast um quick revival two games yeah. two wins and casa kamara one, one there's one more quote which i wanted to like uh, stress on casa kamara mm-hmm. was speaking about like you know how he's playing more of an advanced role under kalish jamil like we have seen him as a defensive rock in the midfield like that's yeah. he has impressed but i previously having not seen him play before i didn't think like he had more to offer in an attacking role but he seems to have had this license and he wants to score more goals as well so that's something which i'm some senses he's like a, in some senses he's like he's like he's like a kante <laughs> he's given the freedom to run up now yeah. i think he didn't have that particular free freedom under gerard nus but yeah. now yeah it was really actually quite interesting to see him play second more advanced role like you mentioned a little yeah. ahead little closer to the attacking third yeah he's got the work rate for sure i think he's got he's got the work rate as well things looking good for north east united at the moment yes and uh, the table toppers mumbai they had a win and a draw in the last one week mm-hmm. mumbai city yeah. what did you make of the draw, the win over east bengal i think they were lucky to get away with the win there that was a really really close game i mean they got they got ahead through motor of fall to a header of course Fall is known for headers this year. Every year, actually. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the second half was a barrage from SC East Bengal. They were just unlucky not to score. They created so many chances. There were so many, you know, um, very intricate moves. A lot of extremely well-worked moves, which I thought was particularly impressive. Like how having, you know, suffered quite a few uh, close games earlier this season. I think SC East Bengal played really, really well for that one. And there was just, like I said earlier, unfortunate. Like even Harman Preet Singh, who somebody has got the coach's confidence in him. coaches had his faith in him he had quite a few chances on the far post on the right hand side but unfortunate not to get on the score sheet and bright was on the bench that game bright was introduced off the bench bright and aaron hamadi halloway as well but um, of course bright doing bright he did attract a lot of fouls but couldn't really um, you know just that the finishing just lacked that touch on the day i felt like pilkington magoma looked decent and steinman is back in the squad but just wasn't enough and i would say sc's being always just unfortunate to not get on the score sheet and i mean yeah like you said even like you know noticed even robbie fell after the press, after the game for once you know he wasn't as exasperated as he usually is and he actually said his post put up a great shift which was you know tells you the fact that this squad is warmed up i think they needed some time to warm up in the league and now well they're coming good yeah result and go sc is winning all the way but at least you know they put up a phenomenal fight but coming back to mumbai city yes lucky to get past sc is bengal i would say lucky to get all three points and again they were held by chennai fc the next game which was yet again quite a disappointment for mumbai city they could have you know taken all three points and gone well ahead in the race for the afc champions league spot on at the top but yeah some like i don't know it's one thing that we discussed earlier in the pod how we um, have been fairly uh, vocal about uh, ahmed jahu and hugo bomis both extremely gifted players but also the temperament has been a topic of discussion and i think jahu here was just being overconfident so he was the 75th minute where he uh, took the goal kick shot from amrinder so that's something i noticed this season amrinder hasn't been taking too many goal kicks yeah i think like that's, that's, that's from what we have seen in the latest transfer news mm. that also probably mm. has something to say where I'm, i i don't know i found amrinder's kicking from the back to be pretty okay and mm. the the rumor circulating circulating about amrinder leaving uh, mumbai city and mohammad nawaz probably coming into mumbai yeah. city it just yeah. like you know probably uh, sergio lobre wants uh, amajahu to be the one to be starting the uh, attacks right. 
so yeah it's i i, I find i find that interesting and mm-hmm. I, like i feel like you know he's had it coming in some ways because <laughs> like when when those things come come off like you know it's spectacular like, or like it's something like audacious but when it does mm. come off like you know he ends up like making making it put his team in a difficult position and that's what he did he got yeah. penalty and chennai equalized but they yeah. still like a six point lead i don't think they were like uh, i don't think complete uh, lead for sure but then i think you know being a table topper having such good players in your squad i think you expect a little more from mumbai city and that from jahu was just honestly awful to you know again like i said it was over confidence because he knows he's one of the best players on the ball one of the best players on the pitch but that you know at some point you got to you know um, also look at the team and not essentially look at you looking great in the highlight reel <laughs> i think that was he was that's what he was going for there and he brought down silvester in the box in just silly fashion and asmal gonzalez scored the winner scored the sorry equalizer for chennai nfc yeah this moment still remains ahead but lobera did say in the post match conference that he like to talk to jahu about it because individual mistakes you know like he said jahu does winners a lot of games but at the same time when somebody makes an individual error that causes us a match i'll have to speak to him yeah. in in private about this stone yes Wood. that's mumbai city last two matches stone for ahmed jahu coming up and uh, <laughs> i think the, there'll be even more stern words at the camp of bengaluru fc they have now not won a game in eight matches this is they have equal their worst uh, record I, I, yeah, we can call it a record, right? Yeah, it's not a positive record, but uh, from the 2016-17 yeah. season, where uh, again they mm. went uh, without a win for eight matches. But yeah, this is something which like uh, both the captain and the coach are like struggling to explain. Uh, particularly the draw against Hyderabad FC, uh, they were leading for <laughs> until the 85th minute before being pegged back two-two. Mm. I thought like you know, okay, I was uh, speaking with uh, Sudarshan uh, asking. him yeah. about this, uh, checking him with the st- stat about like you know whether bengaluru what whether this eight match winless run uh, was the right one and when he said it mm-hmm. was like i was hoping oh now that they have scored two goals probably we can't use it but like <laughs> secretly i was hoping that i would be could like use this statistic but yeah unfortunate for bengaluru fans though um i couldn't like yeah even i couldn't explain the last two minutes like they switched off uh two goals uh, uh sunil chetri was taken off and you kind yeah. of thought like okay maybe now if hyderabad what if they score one then what are they going to do and uh, turned out they did within like 2 minutes and then uh, france and sandasa scored his first isl goal so he said he's like you know in the post match he said like both under musa and quadrat like they seem to be playing a similar way mm. actually that's not what he said he said like i'm not sure what is the football side by difference it what is the difference here but it's something which is hard to explain but then they're positive in the training field about like you know wanting to do well even uh, musa sounds like a shattered man from the sounds of it mm-hmm. bengaluru is playing east bengal next and then followed by chennai fc big big games coming up big 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 games coming up atk mohan bagan and mumbai city to follow okay i'm yeah. stop it there because like the fixture list <laughs> seems to be like an endless nightmare for bengaluru if I, if i look at it <laughs> yeah But just going back to the Hyderabad game, I think it was for the first time we saw Bengaluru score an early goal, which is really good, positive sign, positive intent. That early goal actually got so much of positivity into the side. You could see how within three minutes, Clayton Silva had two goal, two goals at goal, and they were slightly off target. But I mean, it was great confidence you see from the young, from from the Brazilian, not so young, but from the yeah. Brazilian. But I mean, you know that early goal did stir a lot of confidence. But 
it was a new bengaluru for us to see after a long time seven games on, on a winless run seven games it was a completely new bengaluru but yet again it's just that when they excel when they excel in attack they somehow have a defensive yeah. lapse or vice versa and yesterday it was just about all about woeful defending like sant um, aridani's goal was a product of poor defending and sandaza's goal is just something that no coach can digest and no supporter will be able to digest you had four defenders there you yeah. had two defenders who watched the ball go past them and two behind the attacker and the attacker just had 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 a field day just had to knock the ball into the net now we just i don't know it's it's frustrating to see a club that's known for its defense that's famed for its defense so let go to let such a you know um a cheap goal in but yeah like you said the fixture list doesn't get any easier for bengaluru and the pressure is mounting it's been mounting we also read a report earlier this week about how um the owners are written to the league as well about you know how their finances are struggling struggling financially so i mean it it looks really tight looks difficult off and on the field and off the field for bengaluru but yeah i think yeah. next 3 to 4 fixtures will really uh, determine how where they going to finish this campaign yeah it's like a season of transition like uh, a word on uh, leon agustin as well a well taken goal absolutely a lot of emotion now, going out uh, I, he he's a hard working boy like you know like and he does have uh, possess the skills to go with it too and uh, yeah like that this is what like we want uh, i mean like as a as a, a neutral watching bengaluru fc there's not much mm. to uh, side to their game anymore with with the old legs the old guard mm. and leon agustin offers something different uh, to the side it perfectly fits noshad musa's philosophy of giving youngsters a chance youngsters a go and i, I think what's beautiful is the fact that last game when leon agustin played i think the coach had given him some praise he said he was really good he brought him on instead of Udanta he Leon on in the last game, and he actually mentioned that in the post-match conference. And I think Leon Agustin came on as a sub in the previous game as well, you know, where Bengaluru drew with Odisha. And I was particularly impressed the way he played, lot of lot of pace and very, you know, he's, he's very quick on the ball and he's able to read the game really well. And interestingly, when we do the predicted eleven before every game, we do the thing on our website, and I actually put Leon's name for the first time. I'm like, okay, you know, I think if you get a shout in, you could get a, you could probably get his first start of the season. I know this boy, you got it in. <laughs> I got it, and what a goal that was! I was, I mean, I'm not taking any credit, but I'm like, there's some sense of happiness in me as well. As a reporter, it's a few things you get, you know, few sources of happiness, and this is fantastic. I think the fact that he scored an outside of the boot goal and that emotion, you know, falling onto his knees and you know, kind of getting teary-eyed, it tells you all about it. And I think that was, yeah, one of the, I think, moment of the week would be young Augustine's fantastic goal outside yeah. of the boot. His first senior goal as well, so. Good on him. Yep. And good on Musa as well to like you know stick by his young young uh, player. Jamshedpur FC, the other team that's played two games this week, have actually remained winless this year, 2021. No wins for them. They have drawn with Hyderabad FC and with Kerala Blasters and haven't scored a single goal in the last two games. The league's second leading goal scorer Nerejus Valskis has continued his dismal run this year. Absolutely struggled for service. Jackie Chan Singh's departure has made things perhaps a little worse for him. and that's something that even the coach spoke about in the post match conference where he said you know Natka Valskis probably isn't getting as many um, crosses as he would like but against Kerala Blasters he did have a couple of chances one was off the post where the keeper saved it the other was when he had a beautiful chance when he was unmarked in the box but he struggled to get the ball off his feet got the ball got stuck in his feet and that chance went begging so yeah Jamshedpur again um, i think Owen Coyle Owen Coyle is very familiar i think with these situations where he has to re- bring the team out of the dirt if i can put it without sounding offensive but really drag the team from down there but yeah this sounds this looks like even a tough chance a tough task for even somebody's own own coils 
uh, credentials. The teams, even though they're not too far away from the top four, they're only four points shy of uh, Hyderabad FC. But the fact that they haven't won a single game this year and have lost thrice and drawn twice in the last five games looks like looks a very uphill battle for. But I like, I like how uh, they've added Farooq Chaudhary and Len Dungal, and Farooq has added something mm-hmm. something different in attack. So I'm hoping like you know they can like turn things around uh, with the new. Some sense stuff. of yeah. And moving on, uh, Sham, can you give us the latest on the major transfer roundup from the week? Yep, I think the biggest transfer, as we discussed earlier, was uh, Marcelino in a switch deal moving from Odisha FC to ATK Mohan Bagan, while Brad Inman will uh, make the move to Odisha FC. That has been the biggest deal of the week, biggest uh, transfer of the week. And the other one, of course, is Subrata Paul moving to SC is being all on loan for the remainder of the season from Hyderabad FC. Uh, didn't have a very uh, useful campaign at Hyderabad, only managed six matches, and he considered seven goals and got two clean sheets. But uh, yeah, he hasn't been preferred. Uh, Lakshmikant Katimani is back between the sticks for Hyderabad FC. So, Subrata has been loaned to SC East Bengal, where he will compete with Deepjit Majumdar, who's been one of the standout keepers of the season. Um, it's quite strange as to how this is going to work out because Deepjit has commanded, um, commanded respect between the sticks. He's got 45 saves the most this season. And he's also, um, well, not essentially in the race for the Golden Glove Award, but he's looked ex- extremely sharp between the sticks. Now, bringing Subrata in, you know, one of the most uh, senior contenders, one of the most senior campaigners in the ISL, one, one of uh, you know, former India keepers as well, is going to make things very interesting to see how they uh, rotate the two of them. If, um, if Subrata is going to get in a few games or if it's going to be more of, you know, um, keeping, uh, putting the pressure on Devjit. But that's going to be very, very interesting to see how this plays out. Um, but if I, if I yeah, as a neutral, I wouldn't really, um, I would rather prefer to have Devjit because he's, sustained over the period of time. I think that pretty much sums up this week's transfer roundup. So that brings us to the end of another episode of full t- the full-time show. Please do check out our other episodes of the full-time show. And please do let us know what are the topics you would like to discuss from the ongoing season of the Indian Super League and the Hero I League. And please subscribe to us across whichever platform you're listening to on. Uh, keep listening to the full-time show. Until then, it's goodbye.